Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Well, hey, everybody, and I can't believe that we are at December of 2020 and our final Man. podcast for the year, um, which we didn't even do in the first half of the year because we couldn't get in and teams couldn't work and we weren't sure how to do that. And if we could, there was some other priorities, but it has been just a really sweet season this season to be able to get back in the swing of things. Um, I'm super... I'm just super grateful for the season we had and just all the stories mm-hmm. that have poured in. Um, I still laugh ha, 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 at <laughs> our vision of cultivating wholeness and how we thought it was going to be such a Zen year where we help people embrace who they are. And really it became about remaining whole mm-hmm. when the world is falling apart. Um, but Which I guess, it still is, by the way. Totally. <laughs> what? <laughs> But we're more equipped now, but I I am super glad to be able to get back into the podcast and just connect in that way and to have the opportunity to do that. Um, I just can't believe it's December. I know. (laughs) I feel like so many lyrics of songs going through my head. Some of the funniest. I'm a survivor. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not singing anyway. What other songs, Mel? (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, like. Some of the best memes this year were the ones that were like, it's like, you know, April 9th, It was just March. I know. It was so interesting because, you know, we, as you know, we just had the Cultivate Kind tables Mm -hmm. and we did the one at my house. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking the last time I sat around my table was with girlfriends for my birthday, the first week of March. March, And I didn't want to have a birthday in March. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have a get together. And I was just grumpy. You remember, I taught in my teaching this time about you don't know the good old days (laughs) when you're in them. (laughs) And now I, like, I think back the last time I had something like that was for my birthday in March. And we went on lockdown the next week. Yeah. And here we were, you know, doing the kind table there. And I was so grateful about doing that at the time, you know, and I hadn't noticed it. So, um, going into December though, here's what I want to talk about today. We find ourselves in such an interesting time where I think all of us are super excited that it's December, but not for the reasons we think it is. I think people are, are excited because it's just like, thank God this year is almost over. Mm-hmm. We're typically, we're excited about December because the holidays and everything that brings with it. And this year is just like, thank God this year is almost over. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I want to talk about today and have a real conversation with you, just like we would offline mm-hmm. about this time of year. And just, you know, this December, we find ourselves in such an interesting place mm-hmm. where holidays almost feel secondary. Like, I literally decorated my house. I'm typically, and I'm going to ask you about this, I typically am a not until the day after Thanksgiving. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, like, you give Thanksgiving its proper due. Yeah. This year, I'm like, you know what? It's November 1st. I feel like I just need some joy here. And we put our tree up on election day. I remember you told me, I went, oh, 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's. I'm like, I just, I need, who cares? Like everything's different this year. Why not? But what, how are you typically when it comes to that? Are you typically like. I used to be the same thing, like not until after Thanksgiving. And then what's funny is um, the last couple of years, we would normally have a big cultivate gathering before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And my rush became get it done before that. Because when that's over and then go into Thanksgiving and then back, it's December. It's not like I have this major thing to do. Like it's over. Yeah. So I started like breaking that rule a couple of years ago because I realized it's, I don't, who cares? Um, also rip to our cultivate I know. marketplace this year. I know. Oh, so sad. But well, going in, like, like I said, going into this time of year, I think everyone's in such a funky wonky place of just really wanting this year to end, Mm -hmm. but also it is the holidays. Right. And so I think for women, it's such an interesting place because all of us are so enmeshed in so many different kind of feelings of the political climate, which is still very turbulent right now and divided. Mm -hmm. And I think more more than I've seen in my lifetime, that's trickled down to individual relationships where people are like, I can't follow my cousin on Instagram anymore. Oh, yeah. I can't talk to them or I'm not going to Thanksgiving. Like I, it's the division is more than party lines. It's like people going, you're there, I'm here. And mm-hmm. so we can't be a mm-hmm. thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's that going on. You're, we're going into the holidays where maybe, you know, we've just gotten to a new if you're listening in the future, like we're in the middle of a global pandemic, <laughs> um, hopefully not the middle. Hopefully we're inching towards Please God. the end. But we just went to a new, new tier of lockdown. They're, they're saying they're going to do even more than that. So like maybe the ideas of what we typically would do during the holidays are going to look different. Um, how we can gather or have holiday parties or get together with family yeah. for the holidays. So on one hand... That's a mixed bag, right? Because on one hand, maybe some of us are happy that Mm -hmm. it's not going to be as crazy. But also, we haven't seen so many of our friends and family Mm -hmm. that this was the time to do it. So it's really sad. So we have political. We have the pandemic. Mm -hmm. There's financial angst going on because the the economy and the lockdown that's hit all of us in different ways that, you know, it's like, okay, and now we're going to spend an exuberant amount of money gifting people the way we typically would, but we don't have, like, there's that, we don't have the money, so there's that dynamic. And then, you know, a year that's just, people are just fatigued, you Mm -hmm. know, there was a season with so much racial anger and division, political, like the pandemic, it's, it's all tangled up. And yet, oh, it's the holidays. Yep. And so I think today the conversation I want us to have is how do we untangle mm. for the holidays? Mm. Because that's what we're all going to have to do. Yeah. To, how, how do we go into this season? How do we navigate December when we all feel fatigued, mm-hmm. just fatigued? From the year, fatigued yep. from figuring it out, fatigued from disappointment, from unknown, from anger and haste and social media and division. But it's the holidays, right. the happiest time of the year. <laughs> um, how, how can we bring, how, how can we untangle the holidays from the world we live in? I think is what I want to, because the flip side is, this is the birth of our Savior. Right. And the, ti- the time of year that we 
even give attention to that in that certain way. Yeah. And coming off of Thanksgiving right now and just like having gratitude for where we are and then moving into remembering mm-hmm. God come to earth. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's the conversation I want to have is how do we untangle for the holidays from the world that's going on around us? Well, it's a good conversation to have because if anyone out there listening is like me, um, every day is a roller coaster of emotion. One day it's like, I'm good. I've got this. I'm God and I, we just had the best time. And then a phone call or a text or a news breaking news. And I'm like, I, I'm in, I'm in the tank. I'm not okay. I'm not settled. It feels like it's been a roller coaster of a year Mm -hmm. and roller coasters are fun typically because they're short, right? (laughs) And you get to get off. Yeah. You get on, but then you're also, I'm anticipating the drop. Okay. The drop came and now I'm, I'm up from the drop. And then here comes the, the spin or the upside down and it's, it all ends. Um, and 90 seconds later, we're fine. But this is the roller coaster that just continues to uh, not let us off. And we're all I'm like, like I, want I'm I don't want another loop. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So it's figuring out how to be stable and settled um, when nothing around us really feels very stable or settled. Um, and that's, that's difficult to do. I mean, regardless of the circumstances of the why. The how is is going to be is gonna well. Be and you're hard. saying in the day, like one day it's this, and I'm saying by the hour. Like there's <laughs> mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, today's going to be a good day. And within an hour, you mm-hmm. know, I find out someone I know close to me is has COVID or something at work has happened or something tragic has happened. Because among the pandemic, there's still all the normal things of people right. getting cancer, people dying, people mm-hmm. losing their work, people I love moving away, or, you know, it's just like, it's a mix every day yep. of that roller coaster. And I think all of us need some rest. And so that's, that's I want to start there. So this year doesn't look like years past. Nope. And some of that is good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I want to steer this first part of the conversation is. Last year, we had a conversation in December about how to exchange the pressure for the peace yep. of the holiday season. We had such good things to say back then. <laughs> that was such a good idea. It was such like a great idea. We put a pin in that. <laughs> but here we are coming back yeah. to it. But do you want to just spend a second talking about when we had that conversation sort of the idea of that exchange. Yeah. We, you know, we go into the holidays and it's typical. We're so busy. We have so many things to do, so many places to go, um, parties to host or parties to attend, gifts to buy, money to spend, people to see who we have to see, who we don't really want to see, but they're married to someone that we do want to see most of the time. So it's all like this, you know, here we go. And we kind of spent time saying, We can make ourselves feel pressure. We can put pressure on ourselves. We can let ourselves feel the weight of other people's pressure. Or we could exchange that for peace. And we kind of walked through what the reality of living in God's peace looks like. I think the interesting thing is now we don't have parties to go to. We don't have people to see. We don't have, like, all these things. Like, yeah, I'm just so, I got got this, I got that. We we don't. Um, And so I think this year the there's more emphasis on, do I really want that peace? Because now I have the mm. opportunity to have it. Mm-hmm. And now I think some of us are uncomfortable. That's what I was going to say. Let's, let's address the elephant in that room for women is that pressure, chaotic, 
place is actually we've gotten so used to it that it's what feels normal and comfortable. Yeah. And going into a place where it's like maybe I don't have as much to do and I don't have the chaos to be a part of feels almost like angst, angstier yeah. because yeah. we don't know what to do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's an interesting thing that I've discovered as I've shared months ago and I've started seeing a therapist and one of the days we were talking about something Nelly I struggled with. Both in therapy like, in 2020. <laughs> we, we don't even like, yeah. Um, but she said, I kept talking about this thing that I do. And I'm like, I don't know why I do that. Like I know in my head it's wrong. And, and we walked through and she said, because it's familiar. Your brain, she talks about the pathways in our brain. It's very familiar to you to do that. So you just keep doing it, not because you want to, not because, but it's familiar. And I think for so many of us, what 2020 for me has exposed is there's a lot of things in my life that I do that are familiar, but that doesn't mean they're good or healthy or helpful and having to re look at those things and what she says, and listen, don't get your therapy from me. Like, this is just a fun fact I'm throwing in there. Um, she was like, your brain can learn new pathways. Like that's what's familiar, but your brain has the capacity to learn and make new pathways. And so for us, 2020 might be the year that we've had to learn some new pathways. Um, I used to do it this way. I used to think about it this way, but now 2020, <laughs> I have a new, <laughs> I've charted a new course or I'm making a new pathway because I have to, to survive. <laughs> um, uh, an inside joke that we've kind of come accustomed <laughs> to <laughs> is at some of our meetings and stuff, everyone's like, well, tell a joke, like get everybody hemmed up. I'm like, I have a funny joke. Go ahead and tell it, Matt. Or Mel, sorry. Well, said up against it. I have. A <laughs> Tammy goes. I have a funny joke. I'm like, what is it? She's like, 2020. <laughs> we just laugh for way too long. But why? That's the because joke. Because it's like if you if you can't if you're if you can't laugh at it, we're gonna be miserable. Yeah. Like what's next? So that's kind of the interesting thought that I have going into this month personally, is I know for me that I tend to get on the other side of the holidays and feel like I missed them. Mm. Like I created them for everybody else mm -hmm. and I missed them. Yeah. And so I hate to say what I'm about to say, but as I'm getting older, mm. hopefully I'm getting wiser and I'm starting to figure out some of the things like, yeah, I was miserable, but I did that. I yeah. chose that. I made it the chaos that way. And so this year in particular, I think my priorities are shifting mm -hmm. and changing a little bit as they should for each of us every year to some degree because we're evolving and growing and maturing. Yep. But this year I'm thinking, man, it does present, things are, are different. What are some of the things for me personally, and I want you to think about this, that I, I kind of think I what I wished Christmas or the holiday times could look like, mm. like I've always wanted to do a certain kind of a night with the kids and it's like, oh, we didn't get to it again because of the chaos, yeah. you know? Or I wanted Christmas Eve to look a certain way or Christmas morning to look a certain way. This year, I have the opportunity mm -hmm. to do some of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think for, I want you to maybe speak to that, but I think for anyone listening to this, I really challenge you to maybe think of some of the things that you wish you could have gotten to, especially if you have little kids, like that goes by so fast. Yep. I wish I would have gotten this right much sooner. 
you know, if I could go back and yep. tell myself to do less out there and more in here, meaning my home with my kids when they're little, yeah, because they grew up so fast. Like this will be the first holiday I'm not with one of the kids on for Christmas. They're mm. going to be with another family, and that I'm like, what? You yeah. know, I'm, you know, I. That's been a, like I'm so happy for them, but also I'm like so mad about it too. <laughs> I'm like equally elated and so angry yeah um welcome to being a woman right but you know and i'm thinking man you just you take for granted when your kids are young that they have to be with you on the holidays right. and you wish they weren't until they're not right and so this year i'm like man i just want and, and now you know i have two adult kids and one almost adult kid they have their own things going on and now there's other people involved meaning you know, they have plus ones with their families that they want to get to know. And so I'm like, man, I'm going to, I want to really make sure they're the priority for me when I have them because mm -hmm. I don't always get to have them anymore. Yeah. And so I think to our young moms out there, I would want to say, you might want to think about the things you're saying yes to because for every yes, we say no to something and make sure you decide you're the gatekeeper for your own family and you are saying for our family, this time together here, maybe it's a time where you read the Christmas story out of the Bible together and it's not this chaos night or a certain dinner, um, just your family or just, you know, like that you're dictating your calendar and it's not dictating you. Yeah, for you sure. Know? What are some things you think this season, it does give us an opportunity. Like we can look at it like, man... It, it's terrible, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. But also we can look at it like we have some new opportunities. Like what do you think is some opportunities you would say that you can be creative about Yeah, that might actually be the best way it could have landed after all? Yeah. Well, I love the priority of, of family. I think that that um, my oldest, um, you know. I know you're on that, you're on the cusp of. Yeah, yeah, 17. Of, yeah. So I can see it, you know, changing, you know, in the next few years. But I think that one of the things that I've been thinking about, like the other day I was like, oh, let me Google fun things to do around the holidays around Southern California. And someone had like kind of put a list together. And so it would put the event and then be like temporarily closed, put the event, um, move to 21, 2021, 2022. I'm like, <laughs> so it, the, I went to this, like, so it said 20 things. There's really about six because 14 of them were like temporarily closed, you know, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started to think that's our habit is it's mine. It's, it's most of ours. It's what is out there that we can go to mm -hmm. to have fun? Mm -hmm. What can we go? Where can we drive or go? And and I get that there's there's fun in that. Um, but when things get stripped away and taken away, and you have to go, okay, well, that's, we can't do that. Maybe we did that every year, but now mm -hmm. we can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, you really focus on what, what can we do? Mm -hmm. Options are gone. And sometimes that's good for us because we're so addicted to activity mm -hmm. that as long as we have an option to be somewhere else, we can be. But to think more, and so when I've, I've actually asked my kids, like, what are some things that you guys want to do? Almost every single one of them is at home, which mm -hmm. is like, uh, I, I want to bake cookies I'm sweaty. Um, I'll be over, Addy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly who said it. And that's exactly, yeah. Um, so it's like, I want to do that. Um, you know, we want to do like a family movie night or um, 
um, Adam, my husband, started doing things where he's like, pick out your favorite meal and I'll teach you how to make it. We'll make it together. Can mm-hmm. we do that over the... Mm-hmm. So it was good for me to hear that because in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be so disappointing if we don't get to fill mm-hmm. in the blank. And yet when we asked them, it was all stuff that like we could do COVID, no COVID. You know what I mean? Right, they just, right. It was stuff that it's us being together. And so for us, I think sometimes it's just a shift in our minds. Mm-hmm. We think everybody's going to be disappointed. And then when we actually engage in conversations, we realize, oh, like, yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing got ruined. Well, and those are such great things. I mean, and, and like I said, the whole idea of this conversation in my head is just like, how do we untangle? And I think that's what you're doing, untangling from what we can't do or what we used to do or had to do from what can we do? And like how fantastic too. And that's what I would say to, we've done something like that where it's like everyone is picking a different night and they're, they're like go-to classic Christmas movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then what meal do they want on that night when mm-hmm. we're together? So there's so many things like that that are going to create the memories. Yeah. But not only that, like what an opportunity for new traditions like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids have been the same way. I mean, my I, I have a lot of unhealthy too in me. If you understand the Enneagram, that's the helper. I'll just do it. Um, and some unhealthy one because I'll do it right. But <laughs> <laughs> My girls now are on their, getting on their own more and more. And they're like, will you teach us how to cook this? Like their favorite thing. And then I'm like, oh. so now with Ethan, I, I'm trying to bring him into the fold more like, hey, I want you to do this, this or this as we prepare so that you understand how to do these kind of things in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but I think that is fun. I think that the kids remember those kind of things more than yeah remember that time you took me to the mall and I whatever you know and so I want to encourage everybody listening and I know a lot of people listening you're not a mom yet but you still have a lot of your time that you need to figure out Mm -hmm. you know what are some of the things that you always wish you could squeeze in and that there's never the time for you have that this year what are some of the memories you want to make what if your gift giving looks different and it's not that you're buying all these things but you're making something Mm -hmm. at home or figuring out how to make something, you know, even if it's food and you're dropping it off and that's your, your best gift or right there, there's just a lot of opportunity there. I think when we untangle from the angst of the world around us, Mm -hmm. I think this has potential to be one of our best holiday seasons we've had. Yeah. And I would add to that. One of the things I think is really important. Um, and, and you already mentioned the political climate, um, I would say that's where we're going next. Yeah, I would say be really careful with how much of the angstiness you're inviting mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. because I get it. We can't live under a rock. We can't live in a cave and like not know what's going on. But I think that because everything is breaking news and everything is like you, the latest. There's a sense of if it's not on, I'm not going to know, and then like what's going to happen. Yeah. But we keep inviting. You're going to be happier. That's what's going to happen. Right. You're going to be less <laughs> angsty because you brought in the angsty. Yeah. But to be protective of how much that's go that's on, like just in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, like the other day, the news was on and I wasn't even paying attention to it. And my son goes, can we turn that off? It's making me. And I was like, yeah, like totally for sure. Like I didn't even, but he was just voicing. It makes me feel so unsettled. Mm-hmm. And him not knowing who the president is for a couple more weeks, you know, however long that goes and whenever that gets figured out or what, what's the new thing, 
he's going to be okay if he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I can get news other ways, but I, it just, it was a, it was a fresh realization for me that I need to be a little bit more mm-hmm. protective mm-hmm. since everything is tangled and everything is emotionally charged to be protective of how much I'm, we're, we're inviting in that we can actually control. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where we get all tangled up inside. Right. You know? Yeah. He well, said his insides were twisted. Those yeah, are his words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, you know, I had to like get off Instagram for the week after the election. Cause I just was like, what does this mean? I heard this, I heard they're doing this. I heard this is happening. Yeah. You know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't process yeah. so much unknown mm-hmm. that I was like, I can't do it. And I went to bed every night, woke up every morning. I'm still here. I'm still okay. Yep. So, and that, that might be what you need to think about. I'm going to get super real right now and tell you <laughs> something that's so hard right now, but I think moms need to hear it. So, you know, both of my daughters are in pretty significant, serious relationships. Mm-hmm. I hope they get married because I love their boyfriend so much, but um, I'm probably love someone else just in case. <laughs> But, um, so one of, one of the girls, both the girls are going through books with their boyfriends, sort of just asking some of those hard questions. They're different books in different ways, but one of them is going through and it like talks about family. Like, what do I see in you that's your mom? What do I see in you that's your dad that you have? Yeah, this is where I should have had this conversation (laughs) before we got This was so rough for me, but one of them was saying that... Their boyfriend said something about your family is I've just, I'm not used to everyone always being on their phone. Mm. I'm not okay. <laughs> I was like, we're always on our phone. She's like, you are. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know, there's nothing like a mirror like that coming mm. up. And this was last week that I got told that. Mm-hmm. Or this last weekend, and um, I started putting charging my phone not next to my bed, Mm. and trying to make sure that I'm cut. And and I'm like, I'm addicted to my phone. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think even I need to untangle from my phone this holiday season because I I just got an outsider Mm -hmm. looking in, saying, and and they weren't saying it's bad. They were just saying that's different than I'm used to in my family dynamic. Yeah. But for me, what I want our family to be known as is not that, mm-hmm. you know, and Matt's super, as everyone knows, political science So he's all about like the, pol- he just, he's fascinated by it and he cares. Mm-hmm. He cares about people. He cares about their, wel- their, their welfare. He cares about our country. And so, you know, he's like all enmeshed in it. Also going through a series, he has to be educated. Mm-hmm. But even that, I'm like, man. Yeah. I think we're, we probably need to untangle a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not where we want to be. And I think it's a good time for everybody to sort of check yes. that if they can. Yep. Um, okay, I want to go on to this next one. So I said, you know, how can we untangle from the angst of it used to be this way or we're going to see people. But I do want to go a little, <laughs> how, can, how can we, which we sort of already went there, but untangle from all the nervous about politics. But here's the deal. A lot of people's anxiety right now that I, I, I want to talk about how to untangle from is they know they're going to see mm-hmm. friends and family that maybe land in a different place than they do politically. Yeah. I know I've had some people already come to me and talk about this. <laughs> um, it happened Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. like kind of a deal going into the holidays. Like, 
I think how can we as women, Christian women, mm-hmm. untangle from the political aspect for the our real people right. in our world? And I think we're not doing a very good job of that. No. Right now. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Like there is some anxiety about seeing people that you know landed somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Or all of our families have that person. If you don't, it's probably you that you can dish it, but you can't take it. Yep. You know, like you need to be what I'm about, but I don't need to be what you're about. Mm -hmm. You need to consider where my viewpoints are, but I will not consider what yours are. Right. Um, How do we untangle from that going into the holiday season? Because at the end of the day, in four more years, it's going to be different, but your family and your friends, for the most part, they're still going to be your people. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to figure that out. Yeah, it's such a, it's, I feel like it's different. I mean, I've even gone back in my time hop and seen like posts from four years ago and, and like it was heated, but this was different. Like this was just so, and (laughs) it's really something this year. I remember, um, I don't know if it was, um, in a conversation with you or it it came up, but it was this, (laughs) probably, I probably said it to you was that it's not just what's happening is not just informing us, it's infecting us. So it's the difference of being informed Dude, versus being so infected. If I'm, I'm infected I'm with infected. <laughs> if I'm infected with something, then I'm contagious. Spreading it. I'm spreading it. It's I'm I need to be disinfected. It's being informed is okay, I have the facts and I do gather some opinions and I do and I do have those. But when I'm with you, if I'm just informed then when you say something different, I don't feel the need to vomit on your head, spew all of my information all over you. If mm-hmm. I'm infected, I'm not well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this political season has taught me is I can look at people and myself and go, you're not well. Mm-hmm. You're not just informed, you're infected. I think about um, Matt, for example. The amount of information he has because of being political science and, and having that he his ability to retain information is like incredible. It's weird. Yeah, he remembers it. <laughs> but you can be in a conversation with him and on any side of on of any issue and it's an exchange of information. He's not infected. He's mm-hmm. informed. Mm-hmm. Where I've seen people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, their responses to someone's, "Hey, I think this" or "Hey, I think that." Their response shows that they're infected. They don't have self-control. They can't say it with patience. Mm. They can't agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. In fact, I read the other day, a person's like, no, we can't meet to disagree. It's because there's no disagreement here. Well, <laughs> there are very few things that in that category, right? Yeah, As right. a Christian, Jesus is the son of God who came to save the, the world from our sins. Yeah, we, we, but even if I sat with someone who disagreed with that, I could still be loving towards them. Mm-hmm. If I can't do that, I'm infected. Yeah. I'm not just informed. What's funny is in my notes, that's what I was going to say is we're in a global pandemic, but we're really in a political one as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and in a way I've not seen before where like everyone's saying out there about being unified and what's best. And it's the worst I've ever seen anyone treated on all sides. Yeah. You know, by all people. Totally. And... Um, it's, we are in a very interesting time mm-hmm. right now. And so I think with the holidays we, you know, to the best we can, and again, your 
responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. Mm-hmm. You, whoever's listening right now in your home or your car or on your run, you are responsible for you. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, how can you best untangle mm-hmm. from the, the political climate during the holidays mm-hmm. with the people that you love most? That probably looks something like you're real careful about lines you draw in the sand. Mm-hmm. You're real careful about topics you engage in or bring up. Mm-hmm. It is actually possible to hear something and not respond. Yeah. Or to just go, I see your point yeah. and move on. Yeah. I see your point. Pass the ham. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It is possible to not have to make it a thing. Yeah. And it actually shows a tremendous amount of spiritual maturity, self-control, love, kindness. It actually speaks volumes about who you are, which you are the person who decides Mm -hmm. the kind of person you want to be. And so I think all of us might be in situations with people that disagree with us. You know, you and I have seen it. We've seen people on social media, like, if you don't feel this way, unfollow me. Yeah. But but I like you and we used to hang out and but I, you know what I mean? Oh, for and sure. And so I think that that's, that's a way for us to untangle mm-hmm. this holiday season Yeah, is um, just to hold our tongue, mm-hmm. lay our opinions aside. Because here's the thing, and I love when Matt, Matt taught on this in the election series, if you heard it, but he taught on like the idea that we're all misinformed to a degree. Yes. We know what they want us to know Yes, and how they want us to know it. Mm -hmm. And yet we're like, we are the experts out here (laughs) away from where those decisions are being made. We're, we don't know the president. We don't know all those people that are telling us what they want us to know. And yet the people we do know, we're, we're holding accountable and holding, like, we're just, and so I think that's a way to entangle this, this holiday season mm-hmm. is to say that's out there, but we're in here. Yep. And maybe on nine out of 10 things, we so, like the things that need to matter to us mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And so I, I, I just, that's, I think that's something for us to really keep in mind. Okay. Obviously I want to move on to this next question I want us to talk about is how do we stay kind to those that we differ or disagree with. Oh, yeah, that's like the tale as old as time. Like it just, it's like, this is never, this is timeless. Melody is just bringing a lot of, it's a musical today. It's, it's dinner and a show. Okay, one of the things I was going to say, in a, well, we just talked about the politically. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of stuff. segues yeah. into that, so. We often forget that Jesus was on the earth in ministry during a really politically charged climate. The mm-hmm. Jews were horrifically treated by the Roman government. They, it was not uncommon for Jews to be making a trip, which they had to walk everywhere, and see Jewish people being hung from trees. For, for them to just be in their villages and Roman soldiers come in and, and take all of their money or take their livestock, mm-hmm. take their women. That wasn't uncommon. They were mistreated. They were treated mm-hmm. poorly. They were angry. They were mad. They had justification for feeling that way. And yet when you search the Gospels, Jesus's words for the government were like so few, but his words for his followers were a ton. Mm-hmm. So from that I go, wow. So Jesus, Jesus was mistreated by the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was crucified for not doing anything wrong and completely. And yet 
His words were for his followers, not for political figures. He had some things to say, but he spent the majority of his time talking to us about how we should be. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things Matt said in a message recently is, um, when we see the sins of others, we go to the poles. When we see our own sins, we go to the cross. It was a mic drop moment. <sighs> it was like, okay. But Honestly, like sometimes I'm so mad at Matt. And he annoys me so bad. <laughs> But then also, I'm like, we were sitting next to each other and said that we were like, Ooh. because that's what it is. Yeah. We're like, you're wrong. You don't do did it. And then, and we're so like hell bent on it. And then as soon as we take that mirror approach, we mm-hmm. go, I'm opinionated or nasty or short tempered or, or impatient. I'm ungrateful. I'm bossy. Like, I'm like, here's all the no, things. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, you know. I see all that and then I go, okay, I can lean into empathy for you and what you have because mm-hmm. I am so fully mm-hmm. aware of what I have. Yeah. So I think the short answer to that question is um, I can be kind to others because I realize that I want them to be kind to me mm-hmm. and I know my own shortcomings. Oh, yeah. I know my own. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm not measuring up. You're not measuring up and I can show kindness to you in that. And to remember that Jesus lived in a climate that is not like detached from where we are. Mm-hmm. And yet he was saying to his, to his followers, I'm trying to teach you how to live in spite of, mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach you how to be when all of this is going on. Th- mm-hmm. This is why you need to pay attention. He wasn't like, Hey, look what's going on. He was like, this is how you act. This is how you live. This mm-hmm. is how you love mm-hmm. when this, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and so I think we should pay attention to that because because we are following him and trying to be more like him, so right. there's those things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we get on our we get on our like uh, tangents. Like I feel passionate about this. There's nothing wrong with feeling passionate about something. Um, I think where we sin is when we we follow that passion into um, words that we say that are unfiltered, mm-hmm. uh, comments that we make, um, judging people by their opinion based rather than the fact that Jesus loves them. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the ser- sermons we heard this summer when Matt was taking some time off was Derwin Gray, pastor Derwin Gray said, um, we should treat everyone like Jesus loves them because he does. And that's just basic. So there, there is that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. And, and every That's day I'm, hard yeah, sometimes. I'm mad at everyone, you know, cause everyone's dead to me sometimes. Ugh. And so I have, I feel challenged by that regularly. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good. I think for me, that similar thing, I think again, I just, I'm such a grandma these days, but I think, I think the older I've gotten, the more I recognize is that how I am kind to someone or not speaks to who I am and not who they are. Yeah. And, you know, you we all think it's so gross when we watch someone scream in your face about unity and you're like, what? But we're that same way when we're unkind regardless. That speaks to who we are. And I think we lose all credibility mm-hmm. when we're unkind. It's like, you love Jesus, but, you know. Yeah. And um, so I just think the reason that we can be kind to people who disagree with us is that... We're responsible for ourselves. Right. We're not responsible for them. Mm-hmm. And we live in a culture, though, in a climate <laughs> that doesn't want to take personal responsibility a lot. It's just a shift. Right. And But just because that's cultural doesn't mean it's true mm-hmm. or right yeah. or good. <laughs> and I think that the, the sooner that we all, everyone listening, you, Mel, me, we remember 
to not forget we're responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can be kind to others because it, it really shows who we are. Yeah. And not and it's not about them. And there's nothing uglier than unkind women, honestly. Yeah. And I don't mean like physically. I just mean it's just, mm-hmm. that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to be, I, I've had some opportunity. I say that in air quotes. I've had some opportunity <laughs> this year where I could have really been unkind back. I was treated terrible Mm -hmm. and um in the moment could have responded terribly yeah and I remember having a side conversation in my own head during a very tumultuous conversation thinking who do you want to be right now Mm -hmm. asking myself that in the moment don't repay evil Mm -hmm. with evil don't you know and I remember having to have this like little sidebar bubble in, in the cloud you know like when you see a cartoon and yes. you see what they're thinking that was happening simultaneously mm. and I remember getting terrible things said to me and just not responding terrible back yeah and when I when it was all said and done I remember feeling and you know this because I sobbed my eyes out mm-hmm. to you feeling so torn of like oh I feel like such a pushover like but at the same time, feeling like I don't feel any kind of shame, though. Yeah. Yep. I don't have any kind of regret. Mm-hmm. I don't feel gross about my behavior. Yeah. And and just the that's a good place to feel. Yeah. I didn't have to carry that. Right. You know, I yeah. was a little embarrassed mm-hmm. that I felt like a doormat, and I had I have my eights. You, Matt, are like, why didn't you blood? I'm like. Ah! <laughs> But, you know, um, but that's just not my way. I'm not going to be terrible to Mm -hmm. someone. When I say that, I'm not saying I never do anything wrong. I do things wrong. My mouth gets me in trouble. I've talked too much processing, Mm -hmm. you know. But I'm typically not a mean person to people and want to say mean words to people. Mm -hmm. And Me either. (laughs) (laughs) We all have our struggles. But, you know, I think, again, I have to decide who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be an unkind person. I don't want to be known for being unkind. I don't want to be mean. And I get it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't get it wrong or I've never gotten it wrong. But I circle back. Yeah. And when I get it right, I'm like, oh, thank mm-hmm. God I got it right this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> God knows it can go either way every yes. time. But, um, okay, this next thing that I want to sort of close us with is... What are some creative ways we can be kind to people that are discouraged this season? Because I think when I, when we started the conversation, we talked about there's just a, there's a, it's not bizarre, but I'm going to say bizarre. There's a bizarre fatigue Mm -hmm. in people. Like I don't know that I've seen in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. They're just worn out. They're scared. um, They're anxious. They're disappointed. Yep. They're uncertain. They're, I mean, there's just the fatigue of people mm-hmm. is different. I think prior to 2020, you and I would have both agreed that there was a fatigue with people that it's almost like there's too many options, yeah, too much busyness, too much chaos, too much everything. Mm-hmm. And that fatigue, that pendulum is shift. But there's a fatigue in people, mm-hmm. I think, spiritually, relationally, personally. And so how can we out there, even if we're feeling it, <laughs> How can we be kindness to people that are feeling discouraged around us? So yeah. um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, to speak mm-hmm. to the fatigue, I think that what's really made it worse is that um, 
you know, if you remember at the start of the pandemic, it was like 15 days to flatten the curve. So we're like, okay, we've got to get past that 15 days. Mm -hmm. And then we got past that 15 days and it was like, we'll get to summer and the heat will get hot and then it'll kill the virus. Mm -hmm. Okay. We just got to get to summer. And by the time we get to summer, we'll be on the other side. And then, uh, we get to summer and things are kind of starting to settle and they're like, Hey, there's going to be a vaccine. And so there's been this consistent, like I'm looking out for the next thing that's going to like solve this or like mm -hmm, calm this mm -hmm. and yet at every turn there's another oh but wait yeah and it's not the good oh but wait from the infomercials yeah, like yeah, buy yeah. two get one for free <laughs> it's like oh but wait more bad news yeah yeah and so um I really feel like there's there's something that we need to remember which is what and, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about this but looking out isn't the answer it's looking up Looking out like I want to get to Christmas or looking out. I just want the vaccine looking mm -hmm. out like I just want school to start mm -hmm. like I just that that is an exhausting way to live. Ethan, I just want to go to school two days going back because his school is back. Yeah. I just want to be back online. I'm like, you are a picture of all of us. Exactly. Honestly. And we, we see it in children, but we see it in ourselves. Right, right. And so um, I think it's it's reminding people to look for goodness uh, right where mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that I'm doing with uh, the teams that I oversee here at Sandals is um, we're doing this team text challenge for the month of November. Mm -hmm. And it's like every day, just text someone on the team it doesn't need to be long, but hey, I'm grateful for you. Hey, you do such a great job at, hey, um, that project we worked on, what you added, just awesome. Um, I love that. We're doing like a couple a day and it's so interesting. It, it costs nothing. It takes hardly any time. And the responses back are, I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'm so grateful for this. I'm never deleting this text. And it it's the response. Printing that's, it out and framing it. <laughs> right. But that's how you know people, because you've said this before, there's the fatigue of, of life that mm -hmm. everyone's feeling. Oh, and it's a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So even as you're oh, processing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like this was hard. This was hard. This didn't go away. This mm -hmm. relationship didn't change. Like it wasn't like COVID came in and all the other bad stuff went out. It's all the bad stuff. And COVID. Mm -hmm. And so there's just this extra feeling of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And so that was just a simple way, free, inexpensive, mm -hmm. to just shoot, kind of give people a shot in the arm. You know, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. seen, they're loved, mm -hmm. they're valued. Um, and, and I think we could, those are little things that, that we can do to just, again, mm -hmm. incorporate into our everyday. Mm -hmm. That's not some big undertaking, but makes like a huge difference. I, I love that. One of the things I've tried to do this year in general is send snail mail, like mm -hmm. old school cards to people. Cause I think when they see you writing and you sit down and it became a practice for me that I wanted it to, it was like for the other person. But the truth is, I think it brought me so much joy to sit in that moment. So I, I think we're, I want to steal that. Can mm. we steal that for cultivate? Yeah. I sh I'm sure I didn't invent it. So <laughs> texting people. <laughs> You didn't invent that, Mel? <laughs> Nor did I invent the internet. <laughs> Someone said that one time. Okay, so I, I want to do, I, I'm going to take that challenge on myself. And I am going to encourage those of you, to any of the women listening, you really can make such a difference mm -hmm. in, I know when I get those texts or cards, like somebody bought Matt and I this coffee subscription. Mm-hmm. 
this year to Wild Goose Coffee. And so once a month, I get a box of Wild Goose Coffee. Mm. And this one day, I opened the box. And on the little card that tells you about what the coffee, there was a hand, like someone hand wrote. So I read it. And it was one of the people that I, I think his name was Gabe that worked at Wild Goose Coffee. And he was just like, hey, I just, I want to tell you and Matt. And mm-hmm. he wrote us this note. And I started sobbing because that was a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was one of the worst weeks mm-hmm. during this year. And so I got coffee and yeah, those words, mm-hmm. though. And I put it on our fridge for a good month. It was up there. Yeah. Just as a reminder. And so how about if we kind of close in this way? What if we just encourage, challenge, whatever word motivates you? <laughs> Take Pick that word. Competition if you're an eight. <laughs> It's the good thing to do if you're a one. It's helper of two. You're winning if you're a three. It makes sense if you're a five. <laughs> um, whatever that is for you, if if we do that mm-hmm. from now until Christmas, let's say that. Mm-hmm. If each of us pick two or three people a day mm-hmm. and send them a text and just tell them why they matter to you. Or remind them that they matter to you because they, they might not even know it, you know? Yeah. I think most of us feel like we're not making a difference anywhere with anyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like that every single day. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, I'm failing in life. Um, but if we do that to the people in your real world, like, life is hard, but we're going to be okay, and I still love you, and here's why I love you. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, you know this, Matt and I do it the kids' birthdays is we like go around and we say, here's the thing in you that I, I know God did in you and I see you using it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like so many people, they hate the, they hate going in, my family hates going into it, but at the end they're like, man, it was so good to hear yeah. that there is good in me because most of the time the enemy is just reminding us or we're reminding ourselves every of every way we suck. Yeah. You know? So let's do that. Let's, if you're listening today, I'm putting that on you and, um, you can feel all the guilt when you don't do it. <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Though. Remember when those emails just oh, go yeah. around and like, you don't send, send this, this to seven people, like you're going to lose your home. And I'm like, ah, I didn't send it to my seven people. But um, I'm going to put that out there of like, what an incredible impact you can have in the lives of other people. And not that that's just an incredible way mm-hmm. to untangle help them untangle. Like the reason untangle kind of stuck with me is that we did put our Christmas tree up and you know, every year that's like the fun game of Christmas is untangling the lights because you were tired. You just threw them in there. Think of what a tedious process it is, but once they're untangled, they're like ready to go and it's Mm, beautiful and bright. And so I think that's one of the thing, one of the ways we can help other people untangle from their fatigue Mm -hmm. is send, send them a text. What you said, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. And the time is minimal, Mm -hmm. but the investment and the impact is phenomenal. Yeah. And like, what a a great way for us to help untangle from the chaos and bring holiday joy to one another and be the kindness Mm -hmm. that you want. And you know how good it feels when someone's like, you matter to me. Oh, yes. When you did this, I appreciated it meant something because I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's about making each other's worlds and lives a better place. Yep. And so on top of all of this, of course, Melody and I want to encourage you guys to not forget. And this is going to seem ridiculous. Don't forget Jesus this Christmas season. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, make sure that you are spending time with him every single day and you're untangling from this world by getting close to him. Yeah. 
make sure that you remember that the holiday season is about Jesus. Right. You know, there's so many ways to incorporate that into your family. And if, if your holiday seasons have been so crazy in the past and that's the thing, you're like, oopsie, forgot to remember Jesus this year. Um, make sure this year you have opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, figure out a night where if you have little ones, you're going to read the story, mm-hmm. you know, on Christmas Eve. Or make sure that in your Christmas movie binging, you're getting some of those movies in that tell the holiday story of him. Make sure Christmas Day you acknowledge his goodness yep. and the reason that we're even having Christmas. Yeah. You know, at Sandals, I know your teams, Mel and Matt, are collaborating to work so hard to have services where we can just stop and untangle for the world mm-hmm. and, and give our remembrance and pay our respect to to what everything is about the season. Yeah. So, but don't wait until Christmas Eve and date. <laughs> well, and that's, I think, you know, and I know we're wrapping up, but I think this is really important. When you think back to the first Christmas, uh, nothing about it is what we do and what we celebrate. Mm-hmm. And a Jewish people that were longing for a Messiah, that were longing for relief from oppression and someone to save them. They'd, they'd heard about it. They, they knew the stories of Moses. They, they knew that a Messiah mm-hmm. was promised and I think that they saw him coming as a king, as a warrior, as, you know, and he was going to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what, wealthy, yeah, polished, exactly. put together. Yeah, just all of those things. They, what they didn't see coming was the answer in the form of a baby born in one of the, the slummiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing good comes out of Nazareth was, mm-hmm. was the phrase mm-hmm. that someone used. Um to a 14, 15 year old girl who nobody knew mm-hmm. from like everything about it. Uh, Mary was so pregnant on a donkey to Bethlehem. Like let's stop mm-hmm. complaining about traffic um, and had her baby in a barn. And, and yet that was God's way of saying, I see you and I mm-hmm. hear you and I know what you need. It just might not come the way that you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I think for all of us, we're praying for an end to relief from separation from and you know all of those things and answer and sometimes God is answering but just not in the way that we expect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I think that that's more of a reason for us to get connected to God because the more connected we are to Him, mm-hmm. the more we come to expect the unexpected. That's so know? true. I I cannot hear the song. I don't even know the name of it. You're gonna know it. That's a game melody, and I play. I'm like I say a word, she knows the song. Say it, say it, say it. The thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. A holy night for yonder breaks. I cannot listen to that song without tearing up. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of the weary world rejoices, like we are a weary world right now and still. So I kind of, the one thing I did ask you is, is if you could leave the women who are listening Mm. with one passage to cultivate during this time. Like we each kind of came prepared for that. So um, I, you know, my first thought was John 1, 5, the light came into the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Mm. And that's what I feel like when I think right now. And so I'm going to say that again, the light came into the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. There's so much darkness right now, but let us not forget. Yeah. That we have the light. The light is Jesus. This is the season. Yeah where we need to reconnect to that, untangle from all of the mess, all of the darkness mm-hmm. and see the light. Yeah. And that it did not, the darkness could not overcome it then. 
Yeah. It cannot overcome it now. Yes. And so when you are in a time, when you're in a situation, when you're in a season, when you're in a moment where you just feel so heavy and the world is so dark, I want you to think of God's word and cultivate in your mind, mm-hmm. say it over, repeat it, memorize it. The light came mm-hmm. and the darkness could not overcome it. So good. So what good. about you? Um, I'm going to read from Psalm 121. It's one of my favorite um, passages and it's this idea of not looking out, but looking up. And so I'll read it like kind of over everyone listening Mm. and just remember that this is a promise. It says, I look up to the mountains and the hills longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. He will never slumber nor sleep. He's the guardian God for his people. Jehovah himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger, both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continually watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home and safely you will return. He will protect you now and he'll protect you forevermore. We can hold on to that during the midst of such a hard, hard mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. That's so good. What, where is that found again? Just Psalm 121. 121. So we want you guys to be cultivating these. Like if we just say, I'm like, if, if I could leave, if you could leave women one passage to try to cultivate into their minds as you untangle away from all of the darkness happening, from the pandemic, from the killer hornets, mm-hmm. from the loss of so many people we've loved, um, either from COVID or from normal life this year, mm-hmm. from the loss of your sports teams and your fun things and and not getting this or not getting that or everything's closed as you untangle from all of that to remember this Mm -hmm. and to take this as an opportunity to really kind of reinvent Mm -hmm. what what you want this time to look like that's more meaningful for you so we are just um, as always, Melody and I are both so grateful that you trust us mm-hmm. um, to join these conversations with us, to let us speak into your life. Um, we hope you guys have such an incredible yep. holiday season um, as we just kind of close up one of the craziest years <laughs> um, that I, I think in my lifetime, this is one of the craziest oh, yeah. years that I've lived through. I'm not saying it's the craziest it ever has been ever, <laughs> but that I've lived through. And I want to say to every person, you might be down, but you're not out. You're here. You're listening. God is still for you. He's still your protector. He still has good things for you. We do not put our hope in this world. We put it in Jesus. Yeah. And so untangling from everything in the world that makes you believe that's any different, I want you to come back to that truth. We do not put our hope yeah. in this world. So when a year like this comes, mm-hmm. we might be shaken, yep. but we're okay. Yeah. So to everyone out there, we hope you guys have such a Merry Christmas. Yes. And knock on wood, <laughs> we are really hoping <laughs> that 2021 is a new day. It's a new day. A new so day. we love you guys yep. and have a happy holiday. Bye. Bye.